L.O.P. in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You're now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 66. This is a big episode. I'm telling y'all, I told y'all things was going to step up a notch. I got Danny Johnson on the line with me. What's going on, brother? What's up, Product? Listen, I am, you know what? I'm a little starstruck right now. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you why, man. Listen, man, for those of you guys that don't know, Danny Johnson is a big deal. Dan, everything from the Equalizer to Theater to some of your favorite Marvel shows, I am a very big Marvel head. And every time this man walked in the room, I knew Kingpin was getting off, okay? I knew King. I knew, I knew Fisk was going free. Because listen, Danny, I'm one, I'm one of those root for the bad guy type of people, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a root for the bad guy type of people. Hey, if, you know, I'm telling you, man, I've I become so engulfed in the bad guy winning. I'm like, yes, you know what hey, I mean? You know, big. I think Big Ben Donovan had his. Always will <laughs> always have his fans, you know, for that very reason. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, for the dude who was able to come in here and handle it you know what i mean he was handling it man (laughs) handling it man you know what when i actually all right confession my nephew gave me his disney uh plus password for like a week right Mm. and i binge watched uh not for yeah like what was the show hawkeye yes and when i saw him at the end i was like yo it was lit it was lit man okay you've done you've done everything from you you have like a long track record yeah i've been here for a minute you have you know what you have and i gotta give you your flowers now from movies to theater to TV shows, how did what was the process like getting into the getting the character role for the Netflix Marvel shows? Okay, yeah, well, you know, it was interesting because you know Daredevil and Luke Cage, uh, when you know uh, reading for 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 Ben Donovan, that all happened at the same time. You know, okay, they had the plan that you know we were looking for. You know, Ben Donovan, we need Big Ben, you know, he's going to come yeah. here, he's going to cross over for these two shows, and then we'll see where it's going in the future uh, for other shows. We didn't quite make it there on Netflix, you know, but, okay. uh, but you know, we'll see what's going to happen here with, with Disney Plus in the future for sure. Yeah. But um, the process was really, really interesting. I mean, like at first, when I first, uh, when I very, very first read, I believe I read uh, a different character. It was it might have been like uh I can't I think I don't want to think I don't I don't think it was Cottonmouth. Okay. Know. It was very that would have been crazy if you played Cottonmouth. Well, you know, you have you have, Mahers- you have Mahershala right there. But you know, when when they're trying to, you know, work out the deal for whoever they're gonna ultimately get, you know, they have to look at a lot of different people. And so I think originally they looked at me for that part. Okay. But uh, you know, something flashed and they brought me back around for uh, ben Donovan, and you know that worked out great. I really loved doing the part and um, loved to, uh, working on the shows. It was really disappointing, you know, when when the whole thing with Netflix and yeah uh, went down, you know, and then the shows canceled, you know, because mm-hmm. they were both really at a at a high point, you know. I mean, yes, Cage was you know coming off their second season at a really really high point, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you know, far as far as Daredevil goes, mm-hmm. I mean. Season three of Daredevil, a lot of people consider that the greatest, uh, you know, the greatest season of 
of comic television ever. You know? It kind of it kind of was, man. It's it's very it's up there. You Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, those, those more there was a chemistry there. Yeah, there was a serious chemistry there. I, I don't know how the chemistry is gonna be now that, that Disney Plus has it, but there was a chemistry there. I felt like the Netflix Marvel shows were like the official creme de la creme of New York because I'm a I'm a native New Yorker. It was it was that was our thing. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, it really was. You know, what I mean, and, and you know, I mean, I'm uh, not a native New Yorker, but I've been here since what '93. So yeah, you're, you know, no, you're I mean, originally I'm, from the Midwest, right? Yes, originally I'm from I'm from Indiana. So you're, you're technically a New Yorker, man. Yes, I gotta give you, I gotta give it to you. You're technically a New Yorker, man. So yeah. you understand where I'm coming from. You know? Absolutely, you know, and and you know, just like you know, being around town. You know, I can still, you know, you know, walk around my neighborhood of Harlem to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And the folks would be like, lawyer, you know, a counselor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's a real treat. Now, it's me being a native New York, I know how crazy New York gets. You, do you ever have to remind people you're not a real lawyer? Because, you know, people kind of crazy. <laughs> they'll, they'll look at the character you play and really think that's you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had, you know... I, not too much, not too much. Okay, I mean, most, okay, most, good. Most folks are, you know, pretty much understand, you know, like, okay, I could do is play it. But, you know, when I was younger, you know, it used to, you know, trip people out when folks, when I run into folks, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I think probably the first, the first, first thing that I really did, like television that really caught anybody's attention was way back on um, an HBO movie called uh, Don King, Don King only in America. I, rem- I, rem- I remember that. I re- and I, I remember you being in Don King. I don't remember the role, but I remember yes. that movie. Yes, yes. I played Larry Holmes in that, in that film. Oh, that's right. You know, okay, the former, yeah. The former heavyweight yeah. champ. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but that was like, you know, this was like 1997, you know, and I was on the subway and I was coming uptown and, um, you know, there was this kid sitting mm-hmm. right across from me, you know. Yeah. Young kid. I'm going to say he's 20 or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and he he looked at me. He looked hard, and then he looked again and turned his head back. <laughs> yeah. Then he said, "Then he just said to me, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. You you was in that shit.' Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> I said, I said what? Right. He said you was in that Don King shit. <laughs> he said that was the shit. <laughs> it really was though, man. It re- it really was. I seen Don King one time. Yeah. Um, oh, I was at I was at JFK Airport and I was going to catch a flight. He must have been coming off a flight, and the man had the biggest hair I ever seen in my life. Oh man, yeah, yeah, a lot of hair. He did, he did, he really did. I was like, wow, that's really Don King. And all all I could all I could see was his hair and his pinky ring. And I was like, wow, that man is doing it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a big guy too. A lot of people he, he is. on TV disguise him. You don't think, but he that was a yeah. six foot two or something. He's yeah, he had yeah, he was. And I just I could just imagine how brolic and stocky he was back in his heyday. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So we know we've all heard the stories about Don oh, King. Yeah. That really ain't the promoter you want to kind of get into a squabble with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that ain't that ain't the guy you want to and look, if he took your money, just eat that. Just let it yeah, go. You, you know, no, no. You know we, had, we, we had a time working on that film. Bing Rains, yeah. mm-hmm. Bobby Curtis Hall, uh Jeremy Pitt. I mean, it, that, that film stands up as a classic. And you know what? It it's does. Like, you know, it's, it's if you think about it, I mean, that really kind of like set the table for 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 HBO. You know, because at the time, you know, HBO really wasn't making like, you know, uh, you know, show. There was no Sopranos. You know what I mean? There was no Oz. There was nothing that was really Mm -hmm. there that was like, this is the benchmark that like sets Mm -hmm. us. Like, uh, you know, I mean, everybody was like a prestige network. But in terms of like in-house made from made, you know, Mm -hmm. 
from scratch, H H Bill. That was really the thing that set, set it aside. So yeah, you're yeah. right. And I, I like H, H. I feel like HBO out of all of the networks, they kind of took a lot of risks with certain yeah. things. No, nobody even remembers when when um they had the Spawn cartoon. They had the Spawn cartoon. That was kind of that was risky. I mean, I was, all of that. I mean, I mean, Taxi Cab Confessional. I mean, oh my up. god! I was, listen, man, I was a kid watching it on, on Friday nights, and I shouldn't have been watching that. I should have been. I used to watch it with the with the with the, with the volume turned out. I was one of those kids because it was just it was very interesting to me. And the nineties was different, uh, Danny. It was it was kind of like. And the good thing, okay, you 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 moved to New York in the nineties, so you yeah. got to experience how crazy but lit New York was in the nineties. It was oh, a different world. It was a different world, man. Like a lot of these kids nowadays are very hypersensitive. I don't think they would have lasted in like ninety five. No, I agree with you because I mean, you know, we went through some stuff and we stepped over some things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh. And, and kept and kept it moving, you know. Yeah. Oh, this um, is a fact. I'm you know, man, but I, I ain't gonna lie though. I mean, I got, I got yeah. a lot. I got a lot of admiration for for, for the youngsters now. Generation yeah. B, y'all fascinate me. I mean, yeah. You know, y'all be coming up with all kind of like, you know, uh, new track stuff that sets me. Yeah. Like, t- t- I said, what the hell they doing now? Okay, well, let me get with that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Some amazing TikTok <laughs> dances, man. Some amazing. Some amazing. <laughs> a lot of friends that are like. Yo, you got a podcast. You need to get on TikTok. I literally have the app, and I've not, I have not set an account. I don't know. It's like I don't know, man. I just feel, I feel like I'm conforming if I do it. I'm gonna have to do it eventually. I'm gonna have to do it. But it's kind of like I feel weird. Like you know how people do like those weird voiceovers where they're like, like ad libbing someone else's audio. I can't yeah. see me doing it, man. I just, yeah, can't, no, no. I, I, I can't. I, I'm too cool for that. Nah, I, I, I watch and you know double tap and keep it moving. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like the most I would. That's the most I would do. I'll probably like post a clip for the show, but other than that, uh, but I, I'm gonna keep you on the line. We gotta take a quick break. Don't hang up. We will right. be right back at a, with the Life of Product podcast. Shouts out to Inca FM for the sponsorship for the distribution. Shouts, shouts out to YouTube and all of the streaming platforms that have picked up the show. I love y'all. We will be right back. I'm gonna keep you on the line, Danny. <laughs> Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're back with the Life of Product podcast. Shouts out to the new subscribers on the YouTube channel. We are at 1.5K. 1.5K might not be a lot to y'all, but that's a big deal for me. I appreciate y'all. Listen, I got Danny Johnson on the show. Danny, as a as a New Yorker, right, I got to ask you this. What is your go-to on-the-go grab snack? Because we all have one. Mine is pizza. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so like... I mean, it's changed. You know what I mean? It's just okay. like it evolves. You know what I mean? Like on yes. the go right now. Yeah, I got a, I got a pizza. My, my, it's improved because you know I'm a Harlemite, and Harlemite yeah. has always been you know pizza friendly. No, it really wasn't. I mean, Harlem had a lot of soul food and, and Jamaican food back exactly. in the day, right? You know, and now we had a grocery store up the way, up the block from me, up the block. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. Like you used to be, you could go in there and get you like. A, 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 a chicken, a couple pieces of chicken, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and a roll and, and a little scoop of macaroni and cheese and keep it moving, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they closed, you know, all good things come to an end. Yeah, gotta, man, a lot, gotta, a lot of gentrification too. Exactly. I'm from Brooklyn and it happened in Brooklyn, particularly bed style things like that. See, me, I was born and raised in Crown Heights, right on Crown and Schenectady. I used to go to Harlem a lot. My uncle's from Harlem. So I used to be all over the five boroughs. Yeah. And when when the gentrification hit, it got kind of crazy. <clears throat> you know, so my my sister, she used to live, she used to have a brownstone on Patchen. So I was, I remember, I remember particularly one day I went over there. It was a Saturday, it's cold. I'm like, yo, I need some coffee. 
So mm-hmm. I go, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a new store. Let me go check. I like trying new things. Mm-hmm. So I say, yo, let, let me get a let me get a small lane suite. The guy says 450. I turn right around. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Like, I walked two blocks up the block to Poppy and I paid a dollar for it. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like this, exactly. this is crazy. No, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's really yeah. tough right now. You know, I ain't gonna lie, man, because like uh like you know, you know, I mean I came in, I I I I moved to Harlem in '93. Yeah. Okay, and then lived in a flat and a brownstone, and mm-hmm. you know, watch my rent go up every year. Oh yeah, you know, yep. for like for like nine years, and then and then when they had the chance to start to like actually build Harlem, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, rebuild Harlem around the early aughts, you know, two thousand one, yeah. two thousand two, three, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of got in on some like you know city program, kind of like here's your way to get in here to like you know. I'm not even I'm, mad at that. You know what I'm saying? Like I mm-hmm. never even thought that I would be able to like you know, yeah, own a home in Harlem or own a home yeah. in Manhattan or whatever. But it all worked out, right? Yeah, don't so, give it up, man. Don't yeah, give no, it up. <laughs> well, you know, you, you, you hope not to, but ah, yeah. goodness, you look around and you say yeah. to myself, is this my even my neighborhood anymore? You know what I'm it's, saying? Yeah, it changed, man. It's it's kind of lost. It kind of lost its soul. Which is scary. It's scary. Uh, uh, it's it's here. It's here. I mean, okay. I'm not ready to give up on. I'm not gonna say That's we lost good. our soul. I think we are still here. It's uh-huh. still, the, the, the the spirit is here, but there's it's a lot different now. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I've always thought home was dope. I remember um as a kid, as I remember as a kid, my pops um he my pop my pops was one of those people. He worked in the city, so all he did was want to hang out in the city, whether it was Midtown. Manhattan, Lower Manhattan, anything like that, yeah, right? Harlem. Yeah. So I remember, uh, we, my pops, he would work in the city, jump on a train, come home every Friday. We was right back out the door. We was yeah. not. We 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 would shop in Brooklyn, or we would go to the park, couple places like that. But we was always in Manhattan. It's so, all right here, you know. And you're you, in New York ex- City, in the exactly. Place, you have it all. Exactly. So we we went. I remember I went to the Apollo one night, and I forgot who performed. I can't remember. But um, <laughs> my pop, my pops is a character. So we're sitting in 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 our seat, and like one of the ushers walked by. So he taps us. He's like, "Yo, excuse me, my man, come here. Let me ask you a question." So he goes, "Yo, where the girls at? That be running down the aisle in the beginning of the show." And the guy was like, "Yo, that's just the intro. What you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy, but but it, Harlem, Harlem, um, it's one of those things, man. You just had to be there. Yeah, you just had to be there to experience it. And, and around that time, and you know, Harlem is is very rich in culture." And things like that. I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna jump on the wave you're on. I'm hoping that it's, it's preserved and it stays, and it doesn't lose what's left, because that would really upset me. No doubt, no doubt. And I, I think that we st- we still starting to see some of that preservation, some of that you know rebirth in terms of like people feeling like, okay, let's bring back you know what we had. You know what I mean? Yes. Especially like you know post pandemic and everything, folks are yeah. starting to get out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, the pandemic messed up a lot of things, man. You know, how oh, did please. the pandemic affect your career? In My career, I'm pleased. It just put everything on pause for me. I had a lot of things just go south as a, as a result of that. You know, oh, I mean, my God. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, but I mean, look, look, this is life, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fortunately, hopefully, you know, you're, you're around long enough to do different things. You always, yes. gonna, I was always going to do different things regardless. So, yes. you know, I mean, um, you know, I, I tried to keep a positive outlook about things. Yeah. Know? But no, I mean, but truth told, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I had a movie that I was about to do that, you know, that fell apart, you know. Yes. I was working on a television show when they came back to the, you know, I mean, a hit show. And when, yeah. came, when, it, when it came back after the pandemic, they wrote me out of it. 
And the last three episodes that I was going to shoot, they just cut me, you know? So, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, so it was, I had, I had all kind of like, you know, you know, situations to, to, to move through and deal through, you know, but yes. Hey, you know what? You come out the, the back end of it a little bit stronger, you know, um, I started, Absolutely. Working, I started working on the CBS show equalizer. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you about that. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. incredible. I, I think Queen Latifah, you know, has come up great all she's the way proven herself, man. And not only has she proven herself, she's brought people along the way. She has people such as yourself, on the show and, and, and what would, how, how did you lock in that role for that show you, you know it was uh it was a, a an opportunity that came along you know uh yeah the the, the uh, one of the executive producers and writers on the show uh joe wilson um you know uh you know brought me on you yeah. know he was like look we have this character we're you know detective dante who you know works with uh queen latifah's character you know Robert mm-hmm. Foster, so often you know on the show, you know, uh, has a father, and mm-hmm. the fa- I play that father who who's incarcerated, who was a former police officer himself, a highly yeah. decorated police officer, but you know, bent the rules and you know, mm-hmm. and found himself on the wrong end of the law, now incarcerated. You know, so uh, yeah. But Joe Joe Wilson, you know, the uh, executive producer, has this idea about exploring that whole relationship. You know, this father and you know the son. His whole yeah. the, the the black cop and all the different forces that he's dealing with mm-hmm. know, in terms of like you know societal cultural and his job you know kind of yes. pulling and pushing him in a different way so um yes just being, just being part of that you know I think I think they're interested in exploring that relationship you know uh, the adult cop and his adult mm-hmm. parents and his you know the, his children and his whole life so I mean I, I I'm excited to keep doing that you know going on the show was picked up for season three and season four so that's you know, amazing yeah that's yeah. amazing man a good friend of mine <clears throat> is, is actually uh he actually works on the show like like behind the scenes and stuff like that i don't know if you know him yes. uh, he's from jersey david shoner okay and david is an, is an amazing guy i actually speak to david at least once or twice a week oh, and dave, dave is, an, is an amazing guy he's he's from jersey he's very very jersey <laughs> dave is very very jersey man but i love that's that guy up. but it's great to see you know, just that whole that whole system of good people together. Oh yeah, I mean, does it I, does that make it like easier to work with when yes. everybody's cooling on the same like like plateau? Everybody's like laid back, but they're working hard. Does that make the transitions easier from scene to scene, and just from production itself? Well, you know, I, I have been very fortunate, you know, to like be in a lot of terrific situations. You know, I, yeah. I, it's very very rare that I've been in you know really you know poor working situations where people yes. were you know at each other's throats and. You know, there was upset every time, you know, around every corner, you know. Um, so basically for me, you know, the projects that I've been fortunate to work on, you know, you know, people have come <laughs> with a lot to it. You know, what I mean, yes. um, you know, and I've had an opportunity to work on some some projects that were, you know, sort of very, very important to people and important yes. culturally, you know, projects like for life, the ABC series yes. about the incarcerated man who becomes a lawyer and finds his own path to freedom you know <clears throat> and uh the the brown the, the groundbreaking uh pose yes uh, yeah know, yes uh, you won't yes that's right the that's whole right lgbt transgender six experience mm-hmm. there that you know that was something i'm really really proud of you know i have to say you know um mm-hmm. you know, because uh you know I, I played this father on that show that <clears throat> that a lot of people really wish they had 
You know what I mean? I, you know what I think? I think it's great that they have shows like that because I feel like there's a gap that needs to be bridged. Yeah. Between between uh, 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 the, the straight community and the LGBTQ community, everybody's always at each other's throats, man. <clears throat> and it doesn't have to be like that. We wake up, we breathe the same air. <laughs> you know, we we caught the same COVID. We we all have to pay bills. We got rent and mortgage and stuff like that. So think like shows like that and just all kind. There needs to be something that bridges the gap eventually. That that makes us not be so hypersensitive or so aggressive. Or just so discriminative against each other. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm personally tired of seeing it. Yeah, I mean, and, and and that was that was the beauty of you know this this episode of Pose, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, I mean, I've been in you know all over the country or whatever, and people will stop and you know recognize me from that show and tell me yeah. how, how how meaningful it was to them, you know. Um, in particular, I'll never forget. I have a friend, you know, that I grew up with, you know, and mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, was. He goes all out at Christmas time. He's always decorating, you know, the house, and he goes all out, you know. What I mean? Yeah. So one time he's, you know, it was Christmas time, and he's, you know, doing, you know, doing up the living room, and his kid, you know, his kid, she's probably I don't know, twenty eight or thirty, or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, but his daughter is is in uh, the living room, and she's watching Pose. She's watching this episode that that I'm doing of Pose. And, uh, you know, uh, my friend hears my voice and he says, well, wait a second. He turns around, gets off a ladder. <laughs> he gets, he, he gets yeah. off a ladder and turns around yeah. and says, oh, my gosh, you know, there's Danny. You know, I, know yeah, right. I, I, I grew up with this guy. And his daughter's like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? You know, That's incredible, like, man. He's like, no, no, I, 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 I know this guy. I know this guy my whole damn life, you know. That's incredible, man. That's so he, incredible. he told me, he told me he'd walk over and sit down and, <laughs> and watch the show. And all of a sudden he's watching the show. And then he's, you know, here's this whole thing about, you know, this, uh, you know, this uh, uh, woman who was born a man who's now transitioned to becoming mm-hmm. a woman. And her father actually seen her and as she is, you know. You know, at the moment that it all happened, you know, and the guy, my friend is telling me, he's like, I watched this thing and it all unfolded to me. And I'm sitting here with my daughter and my daughter, you know, is a lesbian herself, you know, so mm-hmm. she's, and we, you know, and we never talk about this. Shit, you know what I mean? So like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm mean? like watching all this stuff. It just yeah. like it turned me some kind of way, you know? Yeah. But that's like, great, though. You might you might have instilled some type of hope in, inside of her and him. You see, and that's what we do. Yes, you know, and and that's that's the beauty, and that's the the reason, and and the joy that you know that that we can get as artists from from mm-hmm. helping people connect in in whatever type of way. Absolutely, I think artistry is a beautiful thing, man. Especially when the results are not only positive for yourself, but positive for other people. And you know, <clears throat> the 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 listenership and the viewership for my show is growing. I checked the analytics. A lot of younger kids are listening now, and to the younger kids listening, I want you guys to really take something from what Danny's saying. Artistry. Artistry is a, a, a serious thing. Take your art serious. You know, some of these kids, you know, everything from even with the music, they duh, 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 and they just sound crazy. You know, you can sound you can sound you can sound crazy, but you're gonna sound crazy forever. You yeah, know? exactly. So, you know, so, you know so, because the stuff doesn't go away, you know, you're gonna it go doesn't. back five years, ten years and be like, oh, this yeah. is what it was. So, <laughs> it's uh, the wave right now, man. It's a scary yeah. wave. It's a scary yeah. way, but it's but the, the but when I, you yeah. do look back though, right? When you do mm-hmm. look back in five years, ten years, fifteen mm-hmm. years, twenty-five years, if we're lucky, you want to be able to say to yourself, okay, well, this is what I was representing at the time. And this is yes. you know, I'm solid with that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like not like this is who I am now, but uh, yes. but this is and I fully committed to what I was about because that's the mm -hmm. artist I am. You know what I'm saying? So yes. Yeah, the funny thing about that, I went to uh, so I'm in North Carolina now. So my media family moved. I, I was like, you know, let me go, let me switch things up. I moved my business out here. I yes. went to a Wild and Out tour concert <clears throat> about two weeks ago, and the DJ played a set. And there was a, I don't know if you remember the song that came out years ago. It was called Swag Surfing. It was like, I swag, I surf. <laughs> the whole crowd, we were all like, yo, yes. you would never <laughs> think that song right now would resonate with us that hard. But right. it was, we was, we was in the crowd lit. Yes. But it, it's, it's, but there are, there are some songs, I'm not gonna lie, there's some songs that came out years ago. I go back and look at it and I'm like, what was we smoking back then? <laughs> Make us listen to that. Uh, I want you, hold on for one second. We're gonna take one more break. We all, I got Danny Johnson, episode 66, the life of product podcast. Danny, I'm gonna keep you on the line. We'll be right back with the third segment of the show. Gia, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product podcast. I got Danny Johnson on the show with me on the line. I appreciate you, brother. I know you're a busy guy, man. I want to ask you a question, man. Yes, sir. No, boom, boom, bong, bong. We, we say bong, bong here. I know everybody in New York is saying bing, bong, but bing, bong is a fad. It will not be here <laughs> in five years. It's bong, bong. So bong, bong. <clears throat> For y'all that don't know, Danny Johnson also does theater, and I believe you play Dr. Martin Luther King. That's true. My, ah, see, listen, man. Okay. Man has done his research, y'all. Yes, I have. <laughs> I could have worked for the Daily News, <laughs> spreading lies all day, but I chose another path of life. <laughs> okay, that that's huge to me, man. That is, that is very. I come from a, a, a very strong black household yes. where my mother, God rest her soul, every Dr. Martin Luther King day, she would blast that record about twenty times, and yes, the, yes. the actual vinyl record. So I heard the scratches and everything. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, okay. what was that like? That had to be like. A very high moment for you. Oh, it was definitely a high moment. I mean, um, I was, uh, and, and here's the here's the thing too. Product. I mean, not only was I playing uh, Martin Luther King Jr., I was playing Martin Luther King Jr. in his hometown. Wow. Okay. Wow. We did we did the the the, the play, the uh, Katori Hall play. Yes. Uh, the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. at uh, uh, True Colors Theater in Atlanta. That's amazing. Yes, Kenny Leon's True Colors Theater is the historically Black uh, theater company situated in Atlanta, founded by, <laughs> you know, the great uh, Broadway film and television director, Kenny Leon. And so we were doing... Um, the uh we were doing the mountaintop and yes I, I was actually in atlanta doing a different play at uh the alliance theater okay and you know um uh you know so i was doing this incredible show um and uh the, the folks said hey you know they're doing the mountaintop over here at at true colors and you know they i i heard they need you know they're looking for martin king and you know you would be great and uh, i said ja they said jasmine guy is directing the show wow and, uh, that one so, i didn't know yeah, yeah. I said, okay, cool. So, you know, and then one day Jasmine shows up at the rehearsal for the play that I'm doing, right? Uh-huh. And we just chatted and talked and this and that, you know, and got a feel for everybody. And she, you know, made an offer to do the play. And, you know, I, you know, of course I was, I was excited and was going to extend my time in Atlanta, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I ended up doing the show. Oh, um, so dope, and man. this is an interesting show too, because the mountaintop is, you know, we have this image of Martin Luther King Jr. of, you know, every we, everyone we, 
who we seen in the movies, you know, yes. who we seen in the films, and who we seen, you know, and read about in the books, mm -hmm. and we read, you know, and this is a very noble, very, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, black Jesus, okay. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> had a wild side though, but we don't talk right, about but that. Yeah, but yeah, right. but in the play, in the play, we start to see the man, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So, and so it's a difficult play because mm -hmm. you do see some of the man, you literally see the holes in his socks. Okay? Yes. So, you know, uh, all the flaws. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I say, we're in Atlanta, his hometown, mm -hmm. and it, it challenged people. It, cha it definitely challenged the older, uh, you know, the, the my generation and above, you know, you know, you know, section of the crowd mm -hmm. is that what you mean? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> what you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, you, you, yeah. you, you crossing the line here, you know. You know, there's three black men you can't talk bad about in 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 the, in the black community for that that the older crowd. You can't talk about Dr. Martin Luther King, Barack Obama, and Denzel Washington. Hello, you can't, you, you you can't you might get shot. I mean, I mean, unless you want to unless you want to escort to the car, <laughs> I mean, you better just hold that stuff back, you know. Grandpa gonna pull a toolie out his couch, man. Don't, yes, don't, don't yes. say that. No, don't do it. Don't do uh, it. But I yeah. think that's amazing because we—that's not something you see every day. You don't—you don't see that other side of Dr. Martin Luther King. Was what was it <clears throat> at, at any point playing that right? Did you feel like an energy in the crowd looking at you like, wait, wait a minute, what? Did he just say that? Did you get any of those vibes? Uh, you know what? You do in a live theater situation, you know, get a lot of vibes from the audience. And, and you know, but the thing is, uh, in that particular situation, you have to, I, I felt, uh, you know, be able, the need to be able to balance what they were giving with yes. the story that I wanted to tell. You know? Yes. Um, because I think that's always the most important thing is to serve the story first. Mm -hmm. And if the audience is going to have trouble with the story, well, then they're going to have trouble with the story. Exactly. And then, exactly. you know, if they're not, you know, but they, if they, they're not going to be mad, they might, it might come across that they mad at me some kind of way, they feel some kind yeah. of way, uh -huh. but what they really have is trouble with the story. And, yeah. and I, and I can't take that on because what I'm trying to do is faithfully tell the story. Exactly. You know, I look at it like this, right? When it comes to artistry, if a person got a problem with it, you're doing something right. Yeah, because man. Because true artistry, you you kind of have to like scratch the surface a little bit when you it gotta, comes to it. You gotta, you, you know, people can't walk away being like, oh, well, it wasn't nice. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. But you know, ain't nobody like, you know, shaking in the boots from nice. You know no, you're mean? right. Absolutely. Like, they, they don't give out awards for nice. You know no, I mean? you don't. Before I did podcasting, I was doing music for years. I was rapping, producing, writing. I started doing podcasting. And I'm not going to lie, my first episode, it it, it kind of like shook a lot of nerves. Yes. It shook it shook a lot of nerves. Like I had people, I had people I personally knew that was kind of mad at me about it. But it was so like the first episode I did, it was, it was basically about how, see, me growing up in New York, like I'm gonna keep it real with you. I I left the first time when I was 15. I used to go to Wingate in Brooklyn, which I would not have graduated if I stayed in Wingate. Things was just bad in the 90s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So <clears throat> I come from the era where you know New York already had gangs, but this was like the commercialization of gangs. This is when like Blood and Crippin first hit New York. So the basis of my first episode was talking about how Blood and Crippin messed up New York City, and a lot of people were mad. They were mad at me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Listen, man, it is what it is. If you want to get mad at me speaking the truth. But then on the second um, episode, it was talking about it was titled the first time I almost got shot out of all of the stuff I went through in New York. The first time I almost got shot, I was fresh off of Amtrak 
in North Carolina for one hour and got a gun pulled on me by a white man. So it's 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 these things, man, that 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 we that we do uh, as artists, no matter if it's podcasting, radio hosting, acting, uh, doing music, just making content. Be creative enough to scratch the surface. And I, and I want to say this to all the people listening. Do what you feel is right, even if everybody else doesn't feel it's right. Hey. You know, and if you feel it in your soul, just run with it. He, maybe God wants you to do that. You you might have to be the guy that nobody like. You might have to be the Draymond Green of acting. Because <laughs> you know? a lot of us, we kind of, we see Draymond, we kind of get a little, you know, shouts out to Draymond Green to go to State Warriors, man. Right, let me ask you, Danny, are you into sports? At all? Do you, do you rock with it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for the finals tonight. Yeah, you know, man. I, I'm excited for the finals. NBA finals is like yeah. is is the thing. It is. I mean? It is, man. I'm kind of I kind of want Golden State to win. Go. No, I pray nobody gets mad at me. I know I'm from the East Coast, but the Celtics has always shut my teams down. They shut the Nets down. They shut the Knicks down. Listen, it is what it is, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I want Steph to rock out and do his thing. It ain't gonna be easy though. I understand. No, I understand, you know, and, and I'm like, uh, I, I, I'm going Boston because, <laughs> yeah. because I, I went Boston like early in the season. And I am yeah. not, you know, I mean, listen, look, I, I came, uh, I grew up in the Midwest. I went to school in Chicago. I, I arrived in Chicago the year that Jordan arrived in Chicago. Wow. Okay. So and you that was, that had to be crazy. Yeah. So I Just have no, energy. And then I came to New York. You understand? Mm-hmm. I mean, we need a whole nother podcast. We're going to talk about like <laughs> yeah, the Bulls really in the nineties. Okay. We, we really oh, do. We're going to talk about the Bulls in the nineties. We really do. Man. But, you, you, but, you're invited to the show anytime you want. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> but there's, 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 there's no love here for Boston because I, I went through it with them, you know, mm-hmm. from, from like the eighties and the oh, I, mean, I went yeah. through it with them. Okay. The Larry Bird era. And all that. This, this this crop right here, this team have my attention. I think they are splendid. Mm-hmm. Uh, love watching them play. And so, yeah. you know, 1-1, one, one, uh, who knows when you hear the podcast, it could be 2-1. It'd probably be 2-1. It might be because, yeah, we, we dropped it in Friday morning. So, man, oh, man. <laughs> the funny thing about Boston, man, Tatum is a beast. They got a young team. Yes. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they got in the four-leaf clover soup up in Boston, but <laughs> – Man, fam, every every from everything from baseball to basketball to football, not football no more, because you know Brady left. But they've been just dominating everything, man. I I thought the I thought the the uh, Red Sox was gonna kind of dumb down when Big Poppy left. No, didn't no, happen. It didn't happen. I, I was like, yo, what are y'all? What what's going on up there, man? Are you, I don't. I don't I've never been outside the airport in Boston. Like I, I, I caught, I caught connection flights up in Boston, and every time I caught a connection flight, I almost had a problem with somebody, which is weird because I'm the coolest dude in the world. So it was like, yo, let let me not leave, man. I, I remember, uh, I had bagged a shorty from the Bronx, Danny, and she moved up to Boston. She was bad. So yes. years later, you know, she starts hitting me up. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna come up there. Then she she, she hits me up and she said, "Hey, right, listen, um." When you fly in, don't wear blue. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you wear Yankee blue all the time. And I'm like, so she starts telling me all this stuff not to do in the neighborhood. She, I was like, nah, I never went. I, I cut it off. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, nah, man. This, this is, maybe, I, maybe I need to stay my New York ass at home. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to work out. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, just like text me or something, man. It, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. But yeah, I've never left the, uh, the airport in Boston. 
I don't know if I want to do that because I know they might hear my accent and be like, get him in the car. And then, you know what I'm saying? Never to be seen from again. Yeah, you guys, my, my show will be cut off. You guys, but the fans will miss me. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing, I actually recently, just within the last couple of years, just got back into football. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like riding with Colin Capart. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, the statement was made. We, I think as people, we done as much as we could do. He did as much as he can do. But my love for it, I got back into it. Let me ask you, are you into boxing and MMA? Uh, MMA doesn't really do it for me. Okay. I mean, I, I respect it. I respect yeah. it for sure. I, I, I was a boxing fan for, for, you know, all of my youth. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, the last, I would say the last 15 years or so, I fell off from 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 it as the way I the way I once was because I was, you know, I mean, I I grew up, you know, mm-hmm. watching the fights every weekend, you know, Muhammad yeah. Ali, Joe oh yeah, and everybody, you know, all the way to Delahoya, all Mike Tyson, everybody, oh yeah, all the big fights was a bit, you know, there was mm-hmm. a time when I was growing up when there was a, if there was a heavyweight championship fight, yeah, happening, then it was the most important thing happening it, it in was. the world. Now you can't even, it's kind of like the heavyweight class is kind of like dumbed down so bad, man. We kinda, yeah. man. It's like when we do get a heavyweight, it's maybe one, two, three, and it's, we're waiting forever for the fights to come back. Like It's kind of like more the lightweights and the featherweights are dominating. Yes, yes. Right it's, now it's, at the moment. <clears throat> it's, 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 a different, it's a different thing right now. I mean, I, I respect it. I, I definitely respect it, man. I know these guys are, have a lot yeah. of passion for it. I have a lot of friends who are into it and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the sport that I pay most attention to, believe it or not, uh, I'm a huge. <laughs> this is out of pocket, but I'm from Indiana, okay. So, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a racing fan, okay. So like, racing I love, is dope, man. My brother like, got me into racing. racing like, I'm, is dope. I'm really into Formula One racing, yeah, Indy car racing. I like, you know, uh, motocross, supercross, uh-huh. motocross. You know, I mean, I like, you know, uh, you know. Cars on roads and tracks, all that stuff. That stuff turns me on. NASCAR yeah. is not necessarily my thing, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's not as uh, fast as technical as mm-hmm. much as I, I, I really enjoy. But like my favorite drive, my favorite driver is Lewis Hamilton. Um, okay, I gotta Google the, this guy. Yeah, you, you got to know Formula One. He's a seven-time world champion. He's like the you know he, he's the black. He's the you know we've had a black world champion in Formula yeah, re- One. Yeah, I remember that. For like seven, a seven-time champion, and like it's really only through Netflix Drive to Survive that people are starting to understand what Formula One is in the United States. Yeah, but it's dope. It's as dope as it gets. You know, Lewis Hamilton is is the man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that occupies quite a bit of my weekends. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I, I come from a sports household where like. You had to watch sports. Yeah. And if it was baseball, basketball, or football, or hockey, if it was not room for the New York team, my pops would literally kick you out. Mm. So it was one of them households. So I, I remember watching uh, NASCAR races with my brother. My brother was heavy, heavy into NASCAR. The, I actually went to a race. It wasn't a NASCAR race. We went to my, my grandmother had moved from Brooklyn back to South Carolina. So we would go see her. And we, me and my cousins, I had a lot of cousins from New York that was back and forth between South Carolina. We went to one of those uh uh like local races. It's mm-hmm. the I don't know if you ever been to one, it's the loudest thing you ever heard in your life. Oh yeah. It's yeah. loud, you know, you hear vroom, vroom, but it's crazy though, man. It was so lit. And the way the car shift and they're driving like sideways, you're thinking it's gonna pull, <laughs> but it's like 
Yo, I'm telling to the people listening, if you've never been to a, a race car event, you have to go. You yeah, guys go. You definitely did. You definitely it, did. It was it was different, man. It was a different type of experience. For for me, I was like, yo, this is I was sleeping on it for years, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's not something I would ever do. But uh it was like one of my favorite movies is Talladega Nights, man. So I, I I love it, man. Um, as far as MMA and boxing goes, I I hate how everybody's making a comparison now between boxing and MMA, but nobody's putting up the money or coordinating a full event. Like I was talking to my cousin and I was like, yo, we need to settle this. We need like some, a hybrid tournament where MMA versus boxes, but they need to tweak the rules a little bit because I, I love boxing more, but I'm into both. So yeah. I feel like it's not fair to MMA fighters that have to keep fighting under boxes rules. Like you, you a boxer can't learn in a week how to get out of a grapple or a choco. It ain't going to happen. Sure. But at least let these guys be able to like do slams and kicks and stuff like that. I I, I want to see which sport is better. That's just me. I want them to rock out one day. But you know the thing about that, um, I was heavy into Bruce Lee, Danny, and Bruce Lee said, "I don't fear the guy that studied a thousand kicks. I fear the guy that studied one kick a thousand times a day." So you you kind of I, I interviewed a, a friend of mine who's into boxing named Chris Carrado a native New Yorker who's in South Carolina now. And he says something very important. He said the MMA fighters, they don't pull their hands back fast enough when they're fighting, which kind of leaves them open, you know, to just get their whole thing rocked and stuff like And no disrespect to any MMA fighters. I got some uh, people that listen to the show that are MMA, that do MMA uh, or whatnot. But I, I would love to see just one big crossover tournament just to, it's to rock out. That's just me. I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan, man. Um, another, <laughs> another thing I want I wanted to ask you, right? So, being as though that you've done you've done theater, you've done uh film, you've done television, do you ever see yourself stepping into the realm of producing and directing? Uh, absolutely, yes. That's great. Yes, I do. You know, I mean, um, uh, the producing, you know, vein is something that is, you know, probably more attainable in like a yeah, more easy, easily attainable. Yeah, um, I got a I script can... ready for you, brother. Whenever you're ready, man, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> run them through, run them through. I got but, you, I mean, but you know, I'm saying like that's something like you know, you can find yourself producing something you know, out of you know nowhere. You're thinking yes. yourself, I'm walking down the street, you go have a coffee, you're talking to your friend. Mm -hmm. He says, "Oh, well, I got the script." He says, "Well, look, I got a writer. Let's find, you know, all of a sudden you're working on something." Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the beauty of it, man. Um, I've, I've spoken to different people that have um, done like independent stuff like that. And the stories of how everything was created is so left field. But I, I feel like the most left field stuff is the, has the most beautiful results mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In, in the long run. And I think it's great. I'm, I'm going to wrap the show up. I'm, I won't keep you too much longer. Can you tell us what you're doing in the near future, like any projects you got going on? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm chilling here for like in the next month or so, but then uh, mm -hmm. I'm starting to work on a, I'm starting back to work on a new show for Hulu. It's, oh, great! Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about the about the show. I'm trying to see if I can. What can I say about it? You know, everything is always so like. Oh yeah, if you can't give too not too much, is all good. But just yeah, I'm not, look out for that. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not gonna, I, what I will say is like you know, this is I got this fantastic new show. Mm -hmm. It's it's coming to Hulu. It's a murder mystery. Okay, you know, and uh, y'all are gonna love it. That's great, man. You do really good on the, on those like cop type shows <laughs> and stuff, man. I think that's your niche. Do, do you ever do you ever want to like step out of? Do you ever get tired of like getting like put into that box? Or is that cool for you? You, you know what I mean? Like, 
I really feel like I've been very fo- pretty fortunate, you know what I mean? Because, uh-huh. you know, um, I do I, I do play some powerful people for sure, but, you know, I, I've played a, a, quite a range of different roles, you know what yes. I mean? So I, I feel like I've been fortunate to 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 not necessarily be pigeonholed in any particular way. That's um, good. You know, maybe maybe if I were you know a little more pigeonholed in one particular way, that would you know mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I you know have my you know fourteenth picture by now or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what? What I do what I do love is you know the the in your roles the black man usually lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yes, black man. You, I, I did. A, I did a uh, independent film one time as an extra, and it was amazing just being on the set. And it, I remember one like my third day shooting. I remember it was, yeah, yeah. It was it was me and like two other black dudes. And at the end of the day, I was like, "Yo, we gonna live today." You know what I'm saying? We should go coffee. We should drink coffee. Just taking it, man. I was like in a suit, and they were like, I guess security guards, like on, on, in uh, the film that we were doing. But it was it was amazing, man. Listen, Danny, thank you so much, man. You're invited back to the show anytime you want. Next time you come to the show, we, it's gonna be an all '90s basketball conversation, man. Because there you go. I, I know you're from Indiana. I got some issues with Reggie Miller and how he was like killing us. You know what I'm saying? He was killing us back in the '90s. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah, Reggie Miller had long, like alien scientific arms, man. He the man just wouldn't miss, man. But thank you so much, my brother. I, I wish I wish you the most success in the world. I know you were very successful, but I wish you continued success. I think what you're doing is great, and I think you are setting a, a, a great tone for the youth that are watching you, man. Believe it, you, man. Trust me. Just keep doing. Thank just you. keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you, man. All love. I appreciate. But I can't let you go until you hit me with a bong bong. Bang bang man, bang yeah, bang. Yeah, I heard Danny right. I told y'all, Bing Bong is done. Bing Bong is burying Bing Bong. <laughs> Yes, the boy product, life and product podcast, episode 66, interview with Danny Johnson. We out, baby. Yeah. All right, man. Take care, y'all. You too, brother. Appreciate you.